it was interesting that according to the National Weather Service, since they had begun keeping records in Montgomery County, which was one of the counties that was hit hardest, there had never been more than four tornadoes confirmed at the same time. And this one was four. It was 15. That is crazy. So just all at once. Inspired by the adventures of our nurses, therapists, and techs, A Beer with Atlas is the only healthcare traveling, craft beer drinking podcast. Each week, we'll open a few beers, talk about the brewery and the style of beer, and then dive into some research curated specifically for each episode. In the end, we hope each one sounds like a conversation you'd have with your friends while enjoying a few cold ones. Welcome to another episode of A Beer with Atlas. I'm Rich. I'm Peter Brady this week. <laughs> I got a cold. This is me, Brian. But Man. you might not recognize my dulcet tones like normal because I'm kind of scratchy and all over the place. You're one step away from Wolfman Jack there. Uh, that'd be cool. Well, the beer might help, right? Oh, yeah, it's probably I'm just sure. thirsty. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. You're parched. So this week we've got a beer from our friend Thomas Piper. Uh, I believe, I, I'm not 100% sure on this. I'd have to go back and look. Uh, I believe his brother picked this up for us. Uh, it was shortly after uh, the Memorial Day uh, tornadoes in and around uh, Dayton, Ohio. So it was like the Miami Valley, is it Miami, let's see, Miami Valley uh, section of, okay. of Dayton. So 14, what was that, Dylan? Did you break something? No, no, I just... Grabbed it too hard. Oh, there we go. Okay. Wedding so, ring. It's new, it's new to him. That's over right. There. Yes. First podcast with uh, with Dolan being no. married. Is not? Was it last week, too? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. He was married last week, too. Yeah. He just didn't <laughs> clink his ring. He didn't clink it on there, too. That is one of the best things about having a wedding ring, mm. is tapping it on the beer bottle or the glass mm. at a bar. Oh, it's so great. It makes mm. everybody mad, though. Mm. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> So uh, he sent us these beers. I saw it on Facebook shortly after it came out. Uh, in July, they, uh, they, it was well, it was over the Memorial Day weekend, uh, May 27th, uh, these, these tornadoes, 19, no, 15 separate tornadoes hit uh, the Dayton area and caused all kinds of devastation. E, uh, then EF4 was the, was the largest one, 140, no, 170 mile an hour winds. Yeah. Like it was... It, it crushed that part and of the city. And the second biggest tornado, right? Mm-hmm. Five is the... My five is the biggest, yeah. That's the one from, like, Twister, right? Yeah, with, I think with so. With the cows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it, tons and tons of damage. Um, a, a group of brewers got together called the... Uh, where is that? The Dayton Brewery Alliance, and they brewed these beers. Uh, all the proceeds went to the uh, uh, relief effort. Yeah, uh, and I got a we got a couple of these. So, I, I it, fun can. I mean, it reminds me of the old. It is very plain, black and white. Yep. They didn't want anything to take away from from the beer itself. Um, they talked to one of the guys that uh, that that helped uh, come up with this idea. That he, he's the co-founder and uh, VP of uh, which one was this brewery? Uh, I was like Al Warped Wing? Yeah, that does kind of sound like El Pacino. Ooh, uh, yeah. Ooh, uh. Warped Wing Brewing Company, his name is uh, Nick Bauman, uh, co-founder and VP of Sales and Marketing, said the can embodies a minimalistic, purposeful, under-designed look as not to overshadow what we are trying to do. This is all about the people in need, our neighbors, many who have lost everything. Oh, 
bunch of brewers got together, did this kind of like the uh, the Sierra Nevada Resilience. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they brewed. They they came up with this very basic recipe. Uh, one of the other guys, Branch and Bone Brewing Company, there uh, got released the recipe: uh, two row malt, a bit of wheat. So just a little bit, just a pinch, just a pinch of wheat. Yeah. Uh, and a blend of Centennial Cascade and Amarillo hops. And they all brewed it their own way. So with the Resilience one, and I don't remember this. I mean, we went to Crosstree and we tried theirs. Mm-hmm. Nobody bottled or canned that, right? It wasn't like like this. Uh, uh, it was did. They, they did, yeah. They did? Mm-hmm. Okay. But nobody else did that. And they okay, just I was wondering about the, that. Mm-hmm. The other thing I was thinking just off the top of my head as I was listening to you talk about this can... It's underdesigned, as they said, mm-hmm. but it probably makes it stand out. So it, much. if this was on a shelf, mm-hmm. because everything else is so overdone now, yep, that your like simplicity just grabs your eye, brings it right in there to this one. Yep, it's got the hashtag right on there. Hashtag Dayton Strong IPA. And the kind of I don't know. This is one of those things. That was it was a bad storm, mm-hmm. and uh, the way that our news cycle is nowadays, you know, something bad happens pretty regularly mm-hmm. and like in and out of people's consciousness i think pretty quick too so right um this is a, at least with the hashtag that's something that i remember hearing in the news and is still stuck in my mind so kind of a cool callback i thought it was interesting as i was doing some research here and i didn't want to get too we didn't want to get too heavy with it right i think that we wanted to stay as you know as as light as possible mm-hmm. honor the beer honor their you know what they, their mission exactly what they wanted to do and then you know kind of just just talk about this style and get into whatever research you had but it was interesting that according to the national weather service since they had begun keeping records in montgomery county which was one of the counties that was hit hardest there had never been more than four tornadoes confirmed at the same time and this one was four. It was fifteen. That is crazy. So just all at once. I mean, living where we do, mm-hmm. we get tornadoes. You know, especially in the springtime. Oh yeah. But people get scared of one tornado. You know what I mean? Yeah. Can you imagine fourteen at one time? All at the same time. Just rolling through. Yep. Just devastating everything. It lasted two hours and thirty-five minutes God. as it moved across that section of, of the state. And that's the other thing. Tornadoes generally wow. move fast. Fast. And, uh, yeah, over and within a few minutes. I, I couldn't imagine being a weather guy trying to cover this. One pops up, and then another pops up, yeah. and another pops up. and You're kind of hoping no one's there to listen to you, that everybody's hiding and, and you exactly. know. Exactly. Like, yeah, yeah, taking cover. They did their own. So in July, uh, they kind of kicked this off. So this beer was released in August in cans. Okay. And only, so Warped Wing Brewing Company was the one that canned it. They used their canning line and stuff. And this was the only brewery that canned it. Uh, the other ones did it just there at their own at their own brewery. But in July, they had a, they had, it was called the Dayton Strong Beer Bash. And it was held on the grounds of the Carillion Historical Park and the Carillion Brewing Company. Carill- mm. I hope I'm saying that right. C-A-R-I-L-L-O-N. Carillion? Yeah. Uh, the festival saw 30 Ohio brewers pouring beer with all the proceeds going to the recovery efforts. That's um, pretty cool. So a little beer fest. Cool. Yeah. Just in honor of that, you know, uh, honor of the beer and, and with the proceeds going to the, to the yeah. relief effort. I don't know. It's it's a fun way to do some charity stuff, you know? Yep. People, if you can, you know, it's easier to give a few bucks to mm-hmm. do something and have fun and you know, celebrate a little bit too. I think it's interesting that whenever something like this happens, or this has kind of become a, we talked about a little bit earlier today, mm-hmm. this has become a thing for brewers. Like they band together and 
Yeah. You know, that it's a it's a close community anyway, generally. Yeah. And so it's it's just one of those things when something bad happens, you can count on the breweries to to help out. And they really are representations of the town or, you know, groups of population mm-hmm. of the city, you know. They all have their clientele, their regulars and, you know, they become whatever and Yep. It's just kind of a mirror of the of the area, so what it makes you, sense. What do you think of the actual IPA itself? Well, I'm going to tell you this. Um, I can't smell or taste anything <laughs> very much. Now, I did, to me, it almost tasted floral, what I could taste. Mm. But that might just be my chapstick flavor. So that could know. be your chap. It, you know, it's got a little bit. Dolan, what do you... And do you guys have floaties? I hope so. A little bit, yeah, yeah. Okay, I was just concerned that my glass wasn't clean. Well, that could be it, too. That also could be it. <laughs> no, I washed them. Uh, what you did after that, I don't know, but... <laughs> from my uh, from my healthy palate here, let's, let's yeah. go from a non-cold mm-hmm. standpoint. It is a very easy-drinking, approachable IPA. It has a little bit of bitterness to me, mm-hmm. more than some that we try. Sure. But it's not, like, overpowering, but it is there. Mm-hmm. It tells me it's an IPA. But yep. it's... It's got like a sweetness to it, I think, from what I can tell. I I like this one. Yeah. Yeah, I really do. Um, I think the sweetness is what it is. Maybe a little citrus? I don't know. Yeah. A little bit, yeah. I mean, it's not... You can't totally see through it, but I can definitely see light refracting through it. Like, I can look see at the your bottom hand. of my glass. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, you got you... the bottom of the can, too. Oh, That's mm, probably yes. one of those reasons. Yep. So... And we'll do this one. We'll just, like, activate it a little mm, bit here. Yep. Yeah. There. It's interesting. So if you go on untapped, and I won't get too far into this until the end, but mm-hmm. there's one, two, three, four of the different breweries. So Branch and Bone, uh, Ale Matic, Artisan Ales, Moeller, Brew Barn in Troy, and Yellow Springs Brewery all made different uh, different versions of this. Uh, they all sound pretty small. They kind of do. Those names. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they kind of do. So I it'll be it'll be interesting. I'm not finding the just the regular one here, the the uh, warped wing. But I'll continue to look here. Okay. Well, while you're looking, I'll do a little of my my stuff and kind of like what we talked about before. There were some obvious avenues to do some research on, but I didn't want to get too sure. too heavy. So uh, I did a little bit just about the city itself, just to kind of show mm-hmm. showcase the town, um, some of the things it's known for. And then I've got my deep dive stuff a little bit later on. But uh, Dayton is known as the Gem City. Gem? Yeah, like G-E-M, like gemstones. Oh, okay, yep. Um, and one of the breweries, I couldn't find out. I didn't know who made this beer. Mm-hmm. So I Googled, I think, what you had on the list. Mm-hmm. And it pulled up this brewery. And on their cans, there was a big diamond right on the can labels on, on all their beers. Okay. So I thought that was cool. Uh, but from what I could tell, the name of the, the nickname doesn't come from Jim Stones. Oh. Which is weird, right? Weird. So the theory is that in the early to mid-1800s, there was a famous racehorse in that area. Okay. And the, the name of the horse was Jim, G-E-M, mm. and it won, like, tons of races. Oh. And it was real. It was like a town celebrity because horse racing back then was a really big deal. Mm-hmm. Not like it is now. Like, hardly anybody cares or pays attention, but back then... They were like, like celebrities. It was a you big know? deal. Yeah, everybody knew about them. Yep. And in this area, there was this horse, basically the Sea Biscuit of the Dayton area. Oh. His name was Jim. Jim. So that's where they think some of that started. Um, in late 1840s, uh, a guy that lived there, his name was Major William. I got to be careful with this one. D. Bickham. 
I didn't want to switch the names or letters around. Uh, he began began a campaign to call Dayton the Gym City. So he um, referenced this poem that was kind of famous in the area that talked about the horse and stuff. And I guess that's kind of how it stuck, maybe. That's hmm. one interpretation. Okay. They're not known for having diamond mines or anything like that. So hmm. that seems to be plausible to me as why they would call it that. Was there a girl band in the 80s that had a successful cartoon? That was Jim with a J. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Jim and the holograms you're talking about with uh, mm-hmm. the computer. Carry on. Yeah. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. We had Jim at my house. Mm, really? Yep. No. I used to tease my brother that he liked Jim. Oh. Because it was on right after Transformers. <laughs> yeah, that's probably maybe how my yes. sister saw it. But yeah. yeah, we. It was like an 80s version of Josie and the Pussycats. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They made a movie, a Jim movie, the last couple of years. I heard. I heard it wasn't very don't, good. Don't watch it. You don't need to see it. Remember what the bad guys were called in that? The bad band that would always fight no, Jam in the Hollywood? I don't. I bet if you said it, I would remember. The Misfits. <laughs> oh, like the real misfit band. The misfits, yeah, but not oh. like not cool like the real misfits. Yeah, the girl misfits. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, um, it's also known as Little Detroit because back then uh, it was a big place for manufacturing centers making stuff. Okay. And it was close to Detroit, Michigan, so they like looked at that. It's also known as the birthplace of aviation. The hmm. Wright brothers lived there. That's where they were. That's where they grew up. Oh. They were born and, and raised a little bit okay. in the Dayton area, mm-hmm. which is why Dayton University is the Dayton, I think, Flyers. The Flyers, yes. And uh, so I did a little more stuff on that. Huh. Um, there's a huge Air Force base there. Okay. It's called the Wright Patterson Air Force Base. Mm, makes sense. And it's it's one of the biggest ones in the country. Um, I think that's where like maybe the Blue Angels are housed out of. This sounds familiar. Like, I've heard that before. I've heard of that Air Force base before. They also have an Air Force Research Laboratory, and there's the National Air and Space Intelligence Center there. It's called NASIC, N-A-S-I-C. Okay. That's all out of this Air Force base. Hmm. So Air Force uh, space stuff, technology, is huge in Dayton. That's one of the main um, employers of folks, and uh, has been kind of just tied back to because of the Wright brothers, Hmm. which is weird that you're town a hundred and something years later is known for something that oh some famous guys lived here but didn't actually like make their plane or take they didn't their flight do it there Wasn't no it like in the carolinas yeah I it was in the carolinas yeah like by thought. near devil kill hills or something like hmm. that um in north carolina which is why on their license plates they have home of flight or something like that with the hmm. airplane on it interesting so um yeah known for that area there um something else i thought was kind of fun um Dayton has kind of a sports history, and uh, they had a minor league team that's called the Dayton Dragons, and they're like a single-A team for Cincinnati Reds. Okay. They're the first and only baseball team, any level, minor leagues to the professionals, that when they announced they were going to have a team, hey, we got a team now, they sold out the entire season of season tickets before the season even started. Wow. Like every ticket to every game was sold. Sold out. Yeah, first time and only time that's happened. Hmm. Um, Dayton Flyers, like I said, is one of the Division One school there. Mm-hmm. They also have Wright State. Right, like the W W R I G H T. Okay, yeah. Like, so like they Man, have, they are all in on this. Right? Holy cow. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Dad pun. Uh, that was unintended. Mm. Uh so I wrote down just a few of the famous people that went to these schools to see if how they how they hit your craw. Okay. Um Wright State has Nicole Scherzinger. 
Mm, no. 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 She is a singer and a dancer and a model. I think she's a judge on The Voice or the America okay. something or other. Mm. She was in a girl, all-girl band that was pretty popular. I think Puff, Puffy, Diddy, he like had a television show okay. on MTV, like a reality show about making a band. And she was one of the people that got into that and, and mm. became famous. Mm. Um, Carlos Pena. Yes, yes. Baseball player. Yeah. He's from, he went to school at Wright State. And then this NBA name, which is just fun to say, he wasn't any sort of great player. Vitali Potapinko. Potapinko. He played for the Celtics mostly. Carlos Pena played for the Cubs for uh, about two short years. Yeah, he played for Tampa Bay and the Tigers. Mm. He's been around a while. Uh, Dayton Flyers. This one, a little bit more pedigree for for the sports names. Okay. This is like really where it hammers out. Chuck Knoll. Okay, yeah. Uh, coach of the Steelers forever. Mm-hmm. John Gruden went here and oh. played there. Oh, Chucky. Really? And then this one was my favorite, mm. Dan Patrick. Really? He went there. Oh. I love Dan Patrick. I do like me some Dan Patrick. I like I liked him on SportsCenter with him and Keith, mm-hmm. even though I understood 10% of what they were talking about. Doesn't matter. That was the fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I still like to watch him. I, sometimes if I take a lunch here over lunch, I'll watch his YouTube channel mm-hmm. and get his... Uh, podcast that he does when they have video i'm i'm spoiled with the xm radio i love my xm radio yeah okay and but when i drive my wife's car uh she has the just regular radio we don't have xm in that car or whatever so i have to listen to just terrestrial radio which yeah. bums me out but one of the local stations carries dan patrick so if i leave after seven o'clock uh-huh. i can hear dan patrick and yeah. that makes me happy and so. that's fun i and love I, him i like him too he he's one of my favorites and the Danettes. He, I he love has the a, Danettes. a good mix of sports and life mm-hmm. and some funny stuff. And, you know, he's friends with Adam Sandler and some of those guys. So he's always got celebs showing up. And I don't know. I like it. And so that's where he's from. And so I wrote that down. You're familiar with the with the Billy Ripken uh, Fleer card, uh-huh. right? Yeah. Okay. So any, any of you that are our age uh, that are familiar with baseball cards from 80 Fleer 88? 88, 89, yeah, somewhere there. Somewhere yeah, somewhere there. The famous Billy Ripken card that has bad words on the uh-huh. on the handle of his bat, on the knob, on the knob of his bat. Um, Billy Ripken was on the show and autographed a card for him, and it says he autographed a Bill Ripken. Yes, I am. <laughs> so if you if you know what that yeah, card is, then that's funny. That's awesome. Everybody I knew wanted one of those cards. There are websites dedicated because there was there was the card with the profanity on it. Yeah. And then and the black box one, there was like a gray black box, box gray box, black scribble, white scribble, white yeah. box. Like, go look it up. There's probably 18 variants to it. And I had the most common one. The one that actually said the word. No. No? The black box. Oh, the black I, box. I don't think I knew anybody that had the actual card. Oh, man. And for a while, it was worth a lot of money. A lot of money. Yeah, it's like 10 cents. Yeah, yeah. You know, Billy's no cow. Yeah. That's neither here nor there. Okay, yeah. sorry, Dolan, for a little sports talk there. It was baseball. <laughs> yep. Um, first soapbox derby was held in Dayton. Oh, and then they're known for their inventions there because we were talking about manufacturing and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, they have the oh, I didn't write the name of it down. I think I did though on this page. Let me look. I really like this IPA. You know, I was just thinking this myself. Like, and, the, and we opened a second can because yes. he sent us two cans. I like it a lot. I it really is do. Super easy to drink. Yeah, it's nice. National Cash Register Company. So, like the big cash register yes. with the buttons. The one you think of, ding, that was made in <laughs> Dayton. Um, hydraulic pumps 
were like invented and created there really? for water stuff. And then they made code breaking machines hmm. in World War II. They were manufactured there. Mm-hmm. And the pop top. Oh. Like what we're doing on beers right now. See, that's that created wow. and invented in Dayton. Code breaking hydraulics pale in comparison yeah. to cash the, register. To, I mean, those, are, those are well, I don't know. Those are things that changed industries forever. Yeah, well, you're right. The beer top did. Yes, yeah. it did. Change it. Yes, it yes, did. Could you life. imagine having to like just peel back to like old school on those steel cans? <laughs> no, or thank the, you. The whole top comes off. Yeah, uh-huh. no. Yeah, this is way better. Way better. More potable. Groundbreaking. So that's that's my Dayton history for you. <laughs> that is groundbreaking. groundbreaking. <laughs> Hydraulic <laughs> pumps. Yeah, who cares? Who cares about any of that? Breaking breaking code. Probably saved a lot of lives, but mm-hmm. this, the pop top, <laughs> saved a ton of beers. Yep. It saved a lot of fingernails. Yes, it did, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's probably ruined a few things, too, but, you know, whatever. That's, that's not on the beer <laughs> top. That's no. That's on the right. people consuming. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, as, you're, as you were reading through your stuff, I was looking at the can, just the white can. On one side, it says, Proceeds from the sale of this beer go to the ongoing efforts to help Dayton area people in need after the devastating tornadoes that passed through here on Memorial Day weekend, 2019. Uh, and then on virtually every website I was on, this phrase, which is on the, on the other side of the can, was printed, through darkness comes light, through fear comes compassion, through tragedy comes triumph. Yeah. So kind of their, their mantra as they, as they kind of picked up the pieces after the, after the tornadoes there. Yeah, wow. and I can the the first line of that really sticks out to me because mm-hmm. when you're talking two and a half hours of tornadoes, <sighs> oh my gosh, this started like ten o'clock at night. So yeah. I mean, it was dark in the middle of the night. Those are the worst. Those are the most mm. deadly ones. Are the ones that are at nighttime, right? Because usually people are sleeping and there's they don't to wake have no up. idea that it's happening. Now with the advent of cell phones and stuff, like there's like alarms and stuff like yeah. that. But Unless you're like my house and you're not allowed to keep your phone in the bedroom because it makes noise or something i get a lot of notifications for my mm. silly memes uh and it keeps my wife awake so i cannot keep my phone in my room you don't just put it on uh nighttime mode no uh, no what's nighttime mode you I don't can know about you this. can set it up to where no notifications will go off mm-hmm. except for the emergency ones right or if that if i call too easy guys. if i call you twice <laughs> so it, mm. it says it says all calls are all calls texts everything else is silenced Unless I call you twice in a row, and then it goes, and you're and you're one of my like main contacts, yeah. then you will get that call. You might have just saved my marriage, guys. I'm well, gonna try yeah. this tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that and it it does Amber Alerts mm-hmm. and like emergency weather stuff, weather stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. It also has this. Thanks little, for the knowledge. Yeah, I'll show you how to do it. All right, it, it plays this. My wife is super annoyed by it. But it plays the go to sleep song at ten o'clock every night for me because it oh. knows that I like to have eight hours of sleep. Yeah, and so it, at uh, at ten o'clock it goes. Dun, That's your dun, reminder. Dun. Yeah, it plays the go to sleep song, and then I know, okay, time for me to go to sleep. <laughs> I could just then, picture you like finishing your warm milk <laughs> with your footy jammies on and hopping into bed. <laughs> yep. That's great. His Cubs footy jammies. <laughs> oh yeah. How, how do you know? It looks like a baseball uniform. <laughs> Just one piece, footies, stirrups on there and everything. That is awesome. Don't judge me. Hey, if they made them for the Royals, I'd get a pair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, Dolan's 100% right. This is this is probably one of the, the the nicest, smoothest, most approachable IPAs that we've ever done on this show yeah it's yeah. really easy and i'm very very particular about mm-hmm. ipas because i just don't like a lot of the grass trimming pine cone mm-hmm. stuff yeah, that brian cone. likes mm-hmm. yeah 
Yeah, this is definitely not an Odell or no. uh, or Plenty of the Elder type of, yeah. of IPA. This is this is Gateway IPA at his at its best. Did mm-hmm. it say what the ABV is? ABV six percent, twenty four IBUs. Mm, not bad. So not bad. So not a lot of bitterness. Not, not a lot of bitterness. I, I, you know what though? As we've done these, you could have told me it was sixty IBUs, and I was like, okay, whatever. Yeah. Like I, I, my pal, I can't tell. I just can't. I think you can. You can tell. You might not know maybe 10 to 20 or whatever, but you'll know if it's more than 50. 80 or above. You. Oh, yeah. Mm. This might be weird, and maybe I'm, I don't know, but this is just how I how I can tell, mm-hmm. is after I swallow the beer, mm-hmm. like that, that final breath, mm-hmm. the breathe out, it's like, yeah. okay, mm-hmm. wow, that was really bitter, or wow, that wasn't bitter. Or it was just yeah. nice, and, mm-hmm. nice and smooth. Yeah, because yeah. that's mm-hmm. usually the last thing that you're tasting, so mm-hmm. yeah, that makes sense. I got some. I got one from Odell that will taste like pine cones. Mm-hmm. I'll bring it for Which you. Which one is it? Oh, great. The is it the Rapture? Rep, the double IPA? Is it the Rapture? Rapture? Mm, Rapture? Rapture? Oh yeah, that one. Yeah, that's a good one. That's like that's, that's a fresh like, grind. Like eating pine cones. Yeah, that's a good one. Bring those in. Good. I don't think good is what I would describe. You know how they good. have like uh, safe haven laws now mm-hmm. for babies? You can drop them at the fire station. <laughs> you can bring those hoppy beers to my desk and I'll make sure they're taken <laughs> care of. Speaking of which, we've got an upcoming episode where uh, one of our travelers, Mary Mitchell, who is in the Northeast, uh, travels with uh, Braden Bokes, uh, sent us. I put out a call on Facebook. There was this one particular beer that I wanted just because two of my worlds will have collided when we do this, mm, yeah. this podcast uh, in the upcoming weeks. Uh, the beer is called Action Figures. Yep, and it is—it's a beer where it, it's a pale ale, and on the on the on the can itself, it looks like an action figure. It looks like a GI yeah. Joe. And I thought, what better? If, for those of you that don't know, like I'm still 12 years old. I still collect action figures. Yeah. First place I go when I go to Walmart, Target is the, the toy section. Right. Like, that's just my that's just my thing. It's, yeah. Yeah. And so two of my worlds will collide. Anyway, she got us this uh, this beer. Just not too, God, not too long ago. So, but sent us five IPAs. Uh, there was a five pack. Nice. She tried one. She thought, oh, "I'm going to give this a try." Definitely wasn't her thing. And she said, "I'm just going to put it in the box, and you guys can drink." Like it. an so, actual five pack or a five pack because you drank one already. She drank one already. Oh, did, she, and didn't she like drank it. One. Oh, she's like, gotcha. Maybe you guys would like this. I'm like well, that's good because we'll drink. She's anything. right. Yeah, you will. Mm-hmm. Well, you guys ready for this? I I wasn't sure where this research was going to take me. Okay. You know, and I, I didn't want to get dark or heavy, mm-hmm. and I wanted to keep something light, entertaining, and I thought, okay, well, what's what's entertaining? Uh, take your mind off of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, TV and movies, right? So okay. I thought, okay, let's just see who... I had kind of already gone down the road of famous sports folks at the universities. I thought, sure. well, let's oh. just see who's from Dayton. Mm-hmm. I was I was thinking you were going to do the movie Twister. But... No, that would... That, I mean... Mm. I mean, too too predictable, and too, I, I wanted to keep right. away from the tornado. Oh, gotcha. So what I did was I just looked at Dayton and I saw who's like kind of from there, been there, born there, raised there, that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I came up with three names that are all connected. Oh boy! And I just went through their like filmographies, basically. Okay. So I'm gonna hit you up with the names, what they're famous for, and then we can just talk about the ones that stand out to you and how it how you got memories or. How you know him? Okay. Um, the first one, Rob Lowe, from the really? Dayton area. Yeah, he's it started Ooh. first movie that I remember hearing about him in was Outsiders. Yes, right. And then he's in Saint Elmo's Fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's also in Wayne's World, yep. Tommy Boy, Austin mm-hmm. Powers franchise, 
Uh, he was in the HBO movie Behind the Candelabra, Michael Douglas. Yes. He's in this terrible, I have never seen it, but I hate the song, Christmas Shoes movie no. on the Hallmark Channel. No. Uh, also one called The Christmas Blessing. Mm-hmm. And now he seemed to have kind of like peaked as far as what you know his celebrity mm-hmm. is worth. Yeah. Because now he's in movies called Drew Peterson Untouchable and Prosecuting Casey Anthony. Oh. But he still looks good. Dude does not age. No, he doesn't age at all. He does not age. He, however, he has swung his career over into TV. Yes. So he was on. He was an SNL host in the '90s three times. Okay. He was on West Wing for a lot of episodes. That was my. I thought he was on like some like uh, Law and Order type of yeah. show. He, he was on that. He was on Parks and Rec for like seventy mm-hmm. something episodes. Yeah. He was in Californication for a while with David Duchovny. With Duchovny, yes. And then he had his own show on. Uh, I think it was A and E. Maybe called the Low Files, which was basically a straight rip of the X Files. Okay, but it's him and his two kids going out and looking for like paranormal stuff because he's oh. a big paranormal buff. So they went and looked for Bigfoot and they looked for UFOs. Um, I would watch that. I did. It was great. I yeah. liked it, and it, it kind of made me like him more huh. because his, I don't know, his persona seems kind of snooty, maybe. Mm. Uh, and his kids just blew him up. His, his kids are like college-age kids. Awesome. They just made fun of him the whole time. Good. And it was funny. And it was good. And it was, you know, paranormal-related, which is I'm all about. All I get with, instantly, instantly with him is, brothers don't shake hands, brothers hug. Yeah, that's right. Brothers got a hug. Don't Tommy look. boy? No. <laughs> He's like, what? No. Huh? He zoned no. out. He was nope. thinking about no. ghost stories or I something. I was looking at the Atlas shoes picture. <laughs> wow. Yeah. This, is, this is captivating. <laughs> uh, next person, Allison Janney. Mm-hmm. She's from this area. I like her. I like her too. Yeah. Uh, in my house, uh, it's run by a almost four year old now. So most of the movies I see are animated. Mm-hmm. And holy cow, does she do a lot of those voiceovers? So yeah, we're gonna get to those. First oh. thing that she really starred in, and not really starred, but like appeared in an actual movie, Howard Stern's Private Parts. Remember that movie? I do. Uh-huh. She was in that for a minute. She was in a movie called Ten Things I Hate About You. I remember this. American Beauty. That was popular. Oh, I love that film. Um, then she goes into the animated stuff, and that's all I wrote down pretty much after that. Finding Nemo, Finding mm. Dory, Mr. Peabody and Sherman, Minions, The Addams Family, the new one that just came out. Oh, yeah. Um, she was she did voiceover for Frasier, you know, like when people would call in. Mm-hmm. Um, it was always celebrities or famous people calling him, mm-hmm. saying, oh, my name's Greg, and this is my whatever. Right. Uh, she's done The Simpsons, Family Guy, Robot Chicken, American Dad, DuckTales, King of the Hill. <laughs> That's a lot of voiceover. Video yeah. games. She's done voices in video games. Um, some show called Mom I'm not familiar with, mm-hmm. but I know it's on CBS. It's I think. on. Mm-hmm. She's been in a bunch of episodes of that. And, of course, The West Wing. Yes. Isn't she actually the mom on that mom show? Yeah, she's the mom to yeah. Allison. Mm-hmm. No, Allison Janney's her. And then she's the mom to... Oh, what's her name? Gosh. To the girl. Oh, she's got blonde hair. People think she's dumb, but she's not. Oh, this because is she plays crazy. dumb characters. Yeah. yeah. What is her name? I can see her face. Oh, well. Um, She's also in I, Tonya. Have you seen that? It won some awards. Yeah. I, I wanted to. I haven't seen it yet. Did yeah, you see it? No. I, it's on Netflix, right? I don't know. It's... Where have I heard of Itania? Didn't they do an Atlas Now streaming on it? Probably, yes. I think they Possibly. did a Now streaming yeah, on I'm it. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. But she's Tanya Harding's mom in that movie. 
Last name, Martin Sheen. You know about him? Oh, yes. His real name is Ramon Gerardo Antonio Estevez. His dad was from Spain. His mom was from Ireland. Hmm. And they met in Europe. That's a lot of names. And they moved to the States, immigrated. Okay. And that's why his son, one of them is Charlie Sheen, and the other is Emilio Estevez. Mm -hmm. That's how that works out. He went back to his roots. Guess what? Martin Sheen's dad, when he moved to the Dayton area, he worked at the National Cash Register factory. <laughs> so he was building those cash registers. Yes. Nice. So he was in, uh, I read this book in high school, Catch-22. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in The Badlands, which, are you familiar with The Badlands movie? Amazing nope. movie from like 71. Okay. It's basically the Charles Starkweather story. Okay. You know who he is? I heard the name. So he was basically came became infamous at the same time that James Dean was becoming popular. Okay. Charles Starkweather was a dude from Lincoln uh, who ended up killing his girlfriend's parents and brother and then went on a spree and killed a bunch of people in Lincoln and then went west and killed a bunch of people out in the middle of nowhere in Nebraska and then killed some people in Wyoming hmm. and then got caught. Wow. He was like the first spree killer and uh, was Young and like maybe 20, 21 ish, mm-hmm. kind of good looking. His girlfriend was like 15. Hmm. Uh, she was one of the first women in Nebraska to be put on death row. Um, wow. She, people talk about kind of like a Bonnie and Clyde scenario. Mm-hmm. This was in the late, I think it was the 50s, um, late 50s, early 60s, somewhere in there. Pretty sure 50s. Hmm. And uh, he. Think- Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, thank God for DNA testing, because back then, spree killing would have been easy. Yeah. 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 And it basically was. Um, but they basically figured out, a lot of times, and this is my schooling coming out, but mm-hmm. like a vast majority of the time when you're murdered, it's by someone that you know. And that's how they figured out it was him right away, pretty much, because she wasn't dead. She was missing, and her whole family was dead. And uh, then they started kind of spotting him around. He went and robbed a gas station on the edge of Lincoln. Like if you're coming in on Highway 6 mm-hmm. um, into Lincoln, like right over there, he robbed one there. Okay. Um, and killed the attendant and got like five bucks or something stupid. Mm. And then he went down to Bennett, Nebraska and did some stuff down there. Came back in. He was just like hiding out in the middle of Lincoln and then killed a guy, stole the car, um, drove off. And they, I think they were arrested in Wyoming, came back, and he was one of the few people to put to the electric chair in Nebraska. Hmm. But it was a, like there's a, a bunch of almost a whole album of Bruce Springsteen's called Nebraska that's based about this guy and the story. Really? And this this was his first big movie, Martin Sheen, playing the Starkweather character. Hmm. Um, so it's a dark, dark history, but it's like Lincoln's kind of claim to fame as far as like right. the, the dark true crime stuff that's popular now hmm. uh apocalypse now mm-hmm. he's in gandhi the dead zone cronenberg horror movie i love the dead zone Firestarter. Mm-hmm. wall street mm. he was the dad yeah yeah he was, he was, in, he was charlie sheen's dad guess what he's also in with mm. charlie sheen mm. hot charts part do oh wow that's not nearly as good as Wall Street, but I no. mean, e- equally. E- equally. Uh, I saw one of those in the theater. Which one do you think it was? Oh, I, I bet you saw part two. Yeah, I was eight years old. I was not rolled into Wall Street. Um, JFK, he's in Gettysburg. He was in Spawn. And mm-hmm. then probably my favorite on this on this list, The Departed. Yeah. Oh, man. Jeez. Spoilers. Gets thrown off the... Mm-hmm. Off the yeah. Mm-hmm. Amazing Spider-Man. 
Um, which one? I don't oh, know. Was he plays he, Uncle Ben. He was Uncle Ben, yeah. yeah. Okay, so when Uncle Ben dies. That, yep. That's right. That's right. And then he was in another one of my... It's a terrible movie, but I love it. Pop Star, Never Stop Stopping. No. It is The Lonely Island's most recent movie. That's right. Okay. That's not the Jose Canseco one. Mm. He's also the voice of... Or been in 52 documentaries. That makes so he's sense. like the narrator for, that's a lot. Hmm. 52? You want that kind of voice in your documentary. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. And then his TV career started out in the mid-60s. He was on Flipper, which is a show about a dolphin, Dolan, <laughs> that was really smart. Uh, Columbo. Yeah. Peter Falk. Mm-hmm. He was on Mission Impossible. He was in The Outer Limits. Then in the 90s, he was on Murphy Brown and won um, like a SAG award. He was in Tales from the Crypt. Oh, yeah. He was on West Wing as yep. the president. He was the president. Won a Golden Globe for mm-hmm. that. And as did Rob Lowe, by the way. That, that, one, go- keeps, that one keeps coming up. West Wing, yeah. yeah. That's our connection. Mm. All three of these people were on the West Wing. Gotcha. Oh. And they didn't like go into the show like saying, oh, we're from the same town. Let's make a TV show. Oh, no. okay. You know, like uh, Always Sunny or something where they knew mm-hmm. a bunch of each other beforehand. Yep. They just happened to all be from the same area and work hmm. on like one of the most popular TV shows of did all they, time. Did they put that together once they started? Or, I mean, did they actually know each other beforehand? I don't know. that None of them ever worked with each other before that, from mm. what I could tell. Mm. Interesting. Or really, they're all kind of staggered. Like Martin Sheen's the oldest, then Allison Janney, and then Rob Lowe. So uh-huh. mm. they weren't even like really coming up at the same time gotcha um and now he's on something on on netflix grace and frankie with mm. jane fonda and lily tomlin which is in its like sixth season that's an interesting cast it's it's kind of a fun story um grace and frankie are the two ladies and they are friends and they become even more friends because their husbands martin sheen and Sam Waterston, the mm-hmm. guy from Law and Order, yeah. uh, basically decide that they're in love with each other Whoa. and get out of the marriages and marry each other. Oh. So then Grace and Frankie are left like, okay, now we've been married to these dudes for 40 years. What do we do now? Oh. And then they have a whole bunch of like, oh, we're starting our life over hmm. uh, adventures. And uh, it's a pretty popular show on Netflix. That's why I always thought West Wing was always was always better because of the president that they had. The guy playing the president was better, right? Yeah. I never bought into twenty four because the president was Joe was uh, 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 what's it Pedro Serrano. Oh yeah. Right. Couldn't buy into that because Pedro. Well, first of all, wasn't born here in the states, so I mean. That, so you knew just, you're like I just well, knew right. You couldn't get over that. Joe Boo needs a refill. I don't. Yeah. I couldn't just. I couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. Yeah. Re- regardless of Kiefer Sutherland and everything else, but West Wing. I mean that he, he Martin Sheen's probably is kind of. I don't want to say regal. How about presidential? Uh, presidential. A presidential? Term. Yeah. yeah. As they come, I would think. Yeah. Like if you're gonna play the president, like that's the dude to do it. He's a big proponent of like Earth and and like global warming and stuff. He's very. He's kind of an activist. Mm-hmm. Um. I guess the other thing about the West Wing and why it ties everybody together is one of those shows that it was all about the dialogue, mm. right? Mm-hmm. So the guy that wrote it also did a show afterwards that was like Studio City in the Sunset Strip or something. It was basically like a backstage of a Saturday Night Live type show. Oh. And that was on mm, a couple years after West Wing was over. And most of the same people went to work for him because of the dialogue. Just actors loved it. Yep. It was, you got a lot to say was a lot of walk and talks on West Wing. Mm-hmm. There's tons of dialogue back and forth. And that's what this guy's known for. The, the guy, the show creator and writer, was known for writing amazing dialogue. Interesting. And he does a uh, 
one of those things on, it's like called Masterclass. Mm-hmm. You see him on, if you watch yes. YouTube, mm-hmm. he has one basically teaching you how to write dialogue. He's like, you have to write like how people talk. You can't, mm-hmm. you know, frame it any other way. And, and he teaches you how to do that. So, so hmm. weird. We were just having that conversation. We were, yeah. We were just. About Masterclass? No, no, about, about writing like you talk. Oh. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I tend to, when I write, I write like I talk. And so mm-hmm. I write and run on sentences and stuff. And yeah. Yeah. So. Very, very, uh, very similar conversation. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it yeah. works out. I guess sometimes. Yeah. If you want to sound like me, make a lot of grammatical errors and and write run-on sentences. There you go. <laughs> You'll sound just like me. So, so that's right. my that's my Dayton area, keeping it light. West Wing connection. Interesting <clears throat> research. I would never have thought we would end up at the. West I didn't Wing. think I was going to end up there either until the right. second person showed up and I was like, Allison Janney was on there. Wait a minute. Martin Jean was definitely on there. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, they're all on it. Same and now time. Rob Lowe. In Rob Lowe. All right. Yep. So the old untapped says uh, 800, only 807 check-ins. Yeah, very the, small. The this the canned version of this has only been around for less, uh, for two months now. Yeah. There's probably not a lot of these cans left, I'm guessing. Mm. No. Uh-uh. As of recording date or as of? As of recording date, there's, yeah, they only produced a thousand cases of this. Oh, geez. So uh, in the canned version. Yeah. So in of that so we were pretty lucky to get the two cans for sure so mm-hmm. um but yeah 807 check-ins what do you think we're at um i think it's gonna be 3.62 i i think it's gonna go higher just because of what it's for so mm, a little heart in the vote a huh? little, yeah. little heart in the vote mm-hmm. I, I think probably like a four two mm. you're right in the middle it's three eight four mm. so that's probably about where i would go mm-hmm if I could taste it, maybe I'd go higher. <laughs> I think just from a from an approachability standpoint, I would I would encourage this type of of style. Maybe I mean yeah. this in an IPA, just because IPAs are generally not approachable. Generally, not yeah, to not a new person, not hazy ones. And this was not a hazy IPA. New, so, uh-uh. so I would I would do this. I do a four on this all day just to mm. just to get some just just so people would think oh maybe. Not that they would look at my read and think, oh my gosh, this guy knows what he's talking about. Yeah. But you know what I'm talking yeah. about. You know what I'm this saying. This is, uh, is a, puts butts in the seats, this yes. kind of IPA. Mm-hmm. Like you could, you know, anybody can get to this one, I would say. Yeah. See, I think I would have done a, a see, if I'm just basing it pure on the beer, mm-hmm. they're probably like 375. Mm-hmm. But that's because of the heart yeah. in my vote, I would have gone four. And that's the fun of Untapped. You can mm-hmm. really assign anything to your check-in as to why and mm-hmm. put your put your thoughts on there. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, Thomas, thank you so much. I really, uh, I appreciate you getting these beers to us, uh, so we could we could do this. And I bet we're the only people in Nebraska drinking this thing. We are, yeah. So our friends will be very jealous when they see this on the yep. Untapped. I hope so. I wish I say I wish we had more of this, but I'm sure we've got other beers. So I know we have other beers. We have a lot of yeah. other beers. Brian, we're not going anywhere for a while. Let's have another beer. Oh wait, I almost forgot. Thank you for listening to A Beer with Atlas. Special thanks to our brand team for producing the show. Each episode of A Beer with Atlas is powered by Atlas Medstaff, an industry leader in travel healthcare staffing.